previously on Table Talk. When the dwarf shield maiden Galmir receives a vision from the goddess Freya, telling him that his destiny lies in the lands to the west, but that he cannot get there alone, he recruits the help of Elkis, Bjorn, and Bert to help him on his journey. Together the four set out in longboats to the dwarven city of Ringborg, crossing paths with undead along the way. After gaining entrance to the stone city, they were recruited by several men to deliver a message to a local priestess at a temple, which ended up being an attempted assassination against the woman. We now rejoin our four heroes, and they find themselves trapped between a dying body and hooded acolytes. Will they be able to help Galmir seek his fate? Are these the same five that gave us the message? Yep. Cool. What the hell? Our inside revealed nothing. Bert is very upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so am I. You deceitful, traitorous, vile creature. And then uh, he's going to look over at uh, Hertha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is she moving? She's unconscious right now. I'm immediately going to rush as I'm screaming that. And if I can make it to her, um, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds. Okay. Uh, I'll let you... Uh, How does your she look? She looks severely burned, but alive. So what are the people that... The, the They weren't cultists. What did you call acolytes? What are the acolytes doing? Are they just standing um, in the doorway? So they're all standing in the doorway with their knives drawn, yeah. kind of like these serrated knives that look like the similar, like the ceremonial knives yeah. that you use um, in religious ceremonies. And the one that like was the one talking to you goes, So the blast didn't kill her. Well, that's what we're here for. So, question. After... After Bert healed her, does she look okay, or is she still pretty rough? Uh, can you give me a the the total amount of hit points? Eleven. Eleven. Okay, yeah, she's she's doing much better, but she is still down. So if they're just standing there, um, looking at us, I'm going to charge them, and draw my sword as I charge. Yeah. Um, I'll give you the first attack here, and then we'll go into um. We go into uh, combat after your first action roll okay. initiative. I'm going to head for the, the leader who, who spoke up there. Okay. Um, go ahead and make your attack, I guess. Yeah. Ooh, 19. Oof. Oh, well, oh yeah, so 24. You, you yeah. You hit him. So I'm going to um, use my maneuver, my disarming attack here as well. So that is eight points of damage, and okay. it has to make a DC 13 strength saving throw or be disarmed. Okay, so actually, as you, what are you using to hit him? My greatsword. Okay, so you wield your greatsword um, and slash straight into his neck, and he just immediately collapses to the ground and starts bleeding out. Nice. It looks like he was not prepared to actually use the weapon past any type of, you know, just stabbing into somebody who was already unaware of his presence and such. He does not look like he was ready to actually full-on attack all of you. Nice. I'll turn. Can I turn to the others then yeah. and um, call out and say, uh, now is your chance. Drop your weapons and run or be slain. I use uh, intimidation. 
intimidation okay, on that. Actually, yeah, give me give me a check. Yeah, I'll actually. Shit. Uh, nine. Okay. So <laughs> they kind of like turn to each other quickly and like kind of eye each other to see what each other are doing. And finally, one of them pipes up and goes, "He died doing what we all do. He died for all." And then immediately begins to uh, prepare to lunge at you. So everyone roll uh, roll initiative, please. Oh, initiative's not a strong suit. Nope. Same. Oh, I rolled really well. <laughs> so I have a minus one to dexterity, but my... Uh, hey, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> not very fast. Very big. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 17. Me punch things. Okay. Um, everyone give me him quick. 15, 17, 9. Are we missing Bronson? He's gone. Yeah, yeah, he's still out. Okay, I'll just say he's at 10. Or, sorry, we'll just put him below 8. So he's behind Jacob. Alright, so, um, it's gonna be Will, Enemy, Dylan, Jacob, Bronson. Alright, so Will, you're up. Oh, it's go time. Uh, <clears throat> what is the closest? Is there one in particular that's close? They're all kind of... Uh, the, I guess the one that piped up would be the closest, I suppose. Well, but he's dead. Yeah. No, the other one. Oh, the one that the was remaining one. that spoke up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and none of them are within melee striking distance of me at the moment? Not yet. Fantastic. I'm going to pick up Hertha and sprint out the door. Okay. <laughs> um, you're going to provoke an attack of opportunity, I think. Is it? Is it doesn't matter what turn you go, right? Even if you are first in the initiative order or not. Oh, so they are within striking distance. They're in, they're blocking they're in the doorway. Oh. Okay. So as you run through, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. All right, let me, I guess, let me repaint the picture in my mind. So, uh, we are all between them and her. Yeah. So she's in the corner. Then it's you guys, and then it's them, and then it's the exit oh. kind of thing. Okay. No. No. Fantastic. Uh, change in plan. I uh, go for that one that piped up a second time. Okay. Mid stride, draw the battle axe and that hand axe, and uh, <laughs> uh, calmly inform him you have made a most unwise decision, and then I'm going to swing at him with both. All right, give me uh, your attack there. Um, it would be a uh, 24 on one and a 25 on the other. <laughs> that both hits. Roll double 19s. I wish I could do that all the time. <laughs> so the first swing, which is with the main battle, does a total of 10 slashing. The, the first swing takes him down. Oh. Um, is there one close enough for the second yep. one? No, oh, yeah, you can do another one if you want. Okay, uh, do you want me to use the same roll or switch it? That's fine, you can use the same roll. Just uh, uh, see if the damage is the same. I mean, it, nothing gets added to it with offhand attacks, so it's just a straight two. Straight two? Yeah. Okay, so he... Uh, he looks like he's still, you know, pretty damaged, even by your two damage there. Um, but the first one immediately collapses, and as the second one gets hit, 
uh, the other remaining ones that have not been attacked yet will immediately sprint away now that it's their turn. Oh no. Um, so the only one that's left is the one that was attacked and uh, is still alive Ooh. because of the two damage. Um, and now it's Dylan's turn. Hostage. Hostage. So um, I guess is it's Hertha, right? Hertha that's still in the corner? Yeah. Is she still just like like lying she's on the floor bleeding? Out. No, she's she's okay. stable now, but she's just like resting basically. Like she took basically okay. a straight explosion into her eardrum, so she's a little bit concussed. Um so I will cast hold person on the okay. remaining guy. Um and so what's the DC I for that? it's within sixty feet. The DC spell save DC is fourteen. Wisdom or what is it? That would be, let's see, uh, uh, Wisdom. Okay, so he um, resists your um, your spell and looks to be Ooh. free. Okay. Jacob? Um, then I'm going to move over to Hertha. Okay. So it's my turn? Yeah. And he's still alive, is that right? He's still alive, yeah. Um, I want, um, how does grapple work in 5e here? You can just do a straight strength check for this one. Um, he already looks like he's scared enough that if you just would make an intimidation check. Um, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that too. I'll, I'll, straight strength check. Yeah, I'll, I'll do an intimidation check to start with. And if, okay. Um, so I'll, I'll yell at him to, to drop his weapon and surrender. Okay. Give me that. And that is a five. Fuck. <laughs> so he does not drop his weapon. Okay. Well, strength it is then. Um, right. so just straight up strength. Yeah. Just give me a straight up strength score and I'll roll for his. That's better. Um, 16. So he actually succeeds on his strength oh, check. So he okay. resists your. You kind of like begin to grapple him or like move yeah. into his area, and he just kind of like shoves you away. Okay. Um, and now it's Bronson's turn. Um, by now they're about forty feet away. They're just leaving the uh, probably like they're in the hallway now of the temple, like past past the uh, large cavern. Now they're like in the hallway that leads into like into the temple. <laughs> it's really into biting people. <laughs> okay. Okay. Alright, so as you... What do you want to say, actually? So he kind of, like, looks down to his dead comrades and to his fleeing comrades that were just next to him and then kind of just whispers something in a language you guys don't understand and stabs his own throat. Holy and shit. And falls over. Okay, can I scream... The, I just go, The door of death does not open for you today. And I want to run over and cast Cure Wounds on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. 
Okay, I'll allow that. <laughs> okay, so he's now he's now not dead at least. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll so say he it's would non combat like... now. Yeah. So I would roll one sec. I gotta find out how much how much he's now he he's just now. unconscious now. We'll say. So he regains eight hit points. Yeah. So he's he's fully conscious or fully uh fully like healed. Um, but after basically thinking that he was gonna die, he's now just passed out. I'll take away the dagger from him. Okay. And um, kind of like as you guys are now wrapping up combat, you see a bunch of like what looks like the guards of Reenbor kind of like stumble in, um, haphazardly like seeing like you know the basically the hard remains of this room that just is, was basically on fire like the walls luckily were stone but a lot of the contents of her um of her desk are just on in flames here and one of them like kind of walks up and goes oh what in the bloody hell happened here i'll turn to the guards and say oh no don't worry we took care of them <laughs> all right i don't need your sass we took us we got here quick as we could I uh, immediately, with my gigantic hand, slap very, very quickly the individual that we now have in custody. And then I point one of my fingers at him. This man is part of a group that attempted to assassinate this young lady, and you ran right by two of the attempted assassins. Assassin. Now, 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 now. Nobody's going to assassinate anyone in Greenborg. Incorrect. But, but, well, <coughs> this this might make sense with everything happening here. We'll we'll take him into custody and we'll we'll let the y'all know what you did. But what what's your name? And he like points specifically at uh Jacob. My name's Galamir. Ah, Galamir. All right. We'll send a messenger for you later. Let you know. Thanks. Thanks for your. Service, I suppose. Yes. Gonna, like lock him, uh, put sh sh manacles onto the uh, unconscious man, and just begin to drag him away. As they leave, I lean out the door. And Bert, do not forget the name Bert. <laughs> Did he say hearts? One of them like says to the other one, and then he yells very loudly, "Bert, be Bert." Uh, so, um, Hertha also was basically, one of them agreed to pick her up and, uh, take her to what is pretty much the infirmary of the area in order to try and heal her, um, and let, well, said that they would send a messenger to, uh, as soon as she woke up to send for you. Um, but, I guess now, what do you guys want to do? Uh, well, Bert feels very guilty about that, uh whole thing transpiring and he's going to follow them to the infirmary and make sure they don't try anything funny yeah that's a good um, idea i'll follow so as you follow into the infirmary you can see there's like a very very busy waiting room uh and it looks like a lot of people there's not really a ton of um i guess like sorcerers or priestess besides hertha like she was the main person that was dealing with healing so um basically they just have a bunch of people that she taught uh, now attempting to do the same type of rituals and such. Uh, and uh, it looks like 
she's definitely going to get the care she needs, especially with everyone knowing who she is and how important she is. Um, but they they can't really, you know, offer you much more than, you know, that she'll be all right, but it's going to be a while. Well, unbeknownst to them, Bert uh, quickly kind of like wipes off his hands. I can do good work here, gentlemen. And uh, he's going to offer his services as a healer and medicine man. Okay. Um, so you're going to stay and, I guess, attempt to help heal her. Uh, what do the rest of you guys want to do? I guess you just want to wait around here until they get to you? I can see Bjorn just throwing someone out of their <laughs> hospital bed and laying down in it. <laughs> <laughs> few hours um bjorn does end up getting medical attention after posing as a uh, person way in the line he cut the line by a few individuals who notice this but don't say anything due to his appearance um and every, you do get healed uh 1d8 of uh it's your light wounds and with um bert's help uh hertha does end up waking up the thing that I would like to do as uh, oh, yeah. you know, someone in the circle of, of Vulva is I would also offer my assistance to try and like ease the burdens of others. But I am kind of going around with like a little like, I don't know if you call it a, a tin, like kind of heavily suggesting that donations would be great. <laughs> <laughs> a few people put a few copper pieces in there, but nothing more. Okay. So, um, Hertha does end up waking up, and she seems extremely groggy and kind of confused, but she kind of, like, recognizes Bert due to his appearance, um, and kind of says, like, reaches out with a hand and just kind of, like, reaches onto him as much as she can and just kind of, like, grips him and says, like, Th thank you. Now, it might be strange, but a man of his size and uh, of his general profession, but he's crying. <laughs> all right so she kind of like um just proceeds to tell you uh that you know she doesn't know why the assassins came after her but she has had troubles in the past of uh death threats and such um but she doesn't know why they actually are targeting her specifically but she Maybe. thanked you and told told uh you all that she would mention to the R your great service and we appreciate that. If you ever do find out who is targeting you, find Bert. She nods and then kind of like drifts off into sleep. Stands up in a dramatic fashion, kind of takes a big old... Wipes off his tears. <sighs> oh, absolutely. Actually, no, he, uh, he will say he leaves them there. He looks at the group. Justice will be done and honor will be restored. Um, where do you guys want to head to now? The Bjor's uh, Ale Works, uh, Glitter's Gisting, Hammer Market, uh, Yorn's Forge, or the Stone Hall? I'm assuming the first place is a, a tavern of sorts? Yeah, it's the, um, it's the local watering hole. Uh, you know that it's run by a man named 
uh, Bjor. I say we head there and see if we can find out uh, any information about these guys. I will say, um, agreed. The city seems to hide many secrets, and ale is good at loosening tongues. <laughs> and under his breath, numbing pain. <laughs> Jeez. All right, so um, you guys walk into uh, Bjord's Ale Works. Have I have I been here before? Is this a pretty common establishment? It's it's a common establishment, but you actually, uh, when you left, you were not really that big into drinking. Okay. Um. So you. I am pretty young regular. for this for this area. So. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So you weren't exactly a, a regular at all, but you've been here once or twice. Okay. So um, you're a red-faced, large, endowed uh individual walks up. To the, to the travelers here and <laughs> and says uh <laughs> with a large smile he says hey where are you all from i'll speak up and say i am from here ah my yes my companions are not but um well, of course well welcome to Bjor's and works uh where are you from large fellow and he kind of points at uh bert Truth be told, I am unsure. Well, where have you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? The name is me at the moment, but the uh, the main capital city that we just came from, correct? Okay, so you say Benz? Yes, yes. Okay, so he says, Benz? Benz, did you say? Well, I really, I would like to expand that. Do you happen to know Stokes of Stokey's Mahal? Well, I, I'd love to give you some samples if you wouldn't mind. You'll you'll be going back there eventually. You you have to try these. I need you to try these. And he points to a, like a collection of small little sample bottles he already had prepared. Uh, what are they samples of again? Okay. So um, he points to one and says, "Here's the barley grain beer, a specialty of mine. And of course, I've got some cider ales for you. One cinnamon, one's oak maple syrup, and the last is sour apple." So as he's detailing them, Bert, as he sample sizes are incredibly tiny to him, I'm not sure. <laughs> he's probably even faster than he's naming them. He's downing them and saying, "Good." Good, good, good. Um, okay, so what's your constitution? Oh, uh, 14. Okay, how many drinks do you take? All of them. <laughs> so, um, also seven foot ten and four hundred. And... Once you reach like to the point where you're downing them, like it's up to like. 15 to 20? Like, do you stop, or do you keep on going? <laughs> uh, being as depressed as he is, he keeps going. <laughs> okay, can you roll a constitution saving throw for me? He ends up, like, small one on this 21st. <laughs> that would be a grand total of drum roll, please. Seven. So you pass out. <laughs> Just in the bar. As he's talking about the samples, you've down so many in such a short time that you just fall unconscious. <laughs> so uh, Bjor kind of like looks down at Bird and goes, Ah, looks like he was too good for him, I guess. 
Well, he'll sober up in a few hours. He'll be fine. I want to I wanna lean in and, like, grab his arm and say, Remember his name. That's Bert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes, Bert, Bert. Yes, of course. <laughs> and then he kind of, like, points to everyone else and says, I, I, I've got all these samples. Does anyone else want to try one? I um, need so to expand my business. I'll, I'll reply, um, <laughs> I'm from neither here nor there. I, I travel all over. Helping those who are in need for a price. I suppose I could try something you have if there's anything exotic. Something I haven't tried in many of the yeah. far-reaching places. Well, I've got a drink for you. You seem like an especially extravagant person. Somebody who needs not my lower-class ales, but somebody who has a more refined palate, per se. Not sure I'd say refined. Experience. Any kind of, like, reaches into the back and, like, pulls out this key and unlocks this door, swings it open, and pulls out this bottle of looks like very aged um, stout uh, ale. And he says, this is my special prodigy stout. I've only made a few of them, but they're extremely powerful. I'll take a hit. Alright, can you give me a uh, constitution saving throw? Ten. Okay, you uh, feel yourself get, ex like, you go from sober to buzzed to, like, that sweet spot, and then past it all <laughs> in a matter of, like, ten seconds. So you, like, are completely fine, you're, like, probably, like, oh, this is, like, oh, this is really good, and then you go, oh, this is so good, and then you go, Oh my god! And then you, like, come back down and you go back into sober, like, all in one span of ten seconds. Um, so I guess I'll just go, that was, that was amazing! Another! Five! <laughs> so you kind of go, slow, slow, slow down, slow down. I'm glad you enjoyed, and I'll be sure to get your contact info, and we can, we can perhaps do some business. Hand over a few, and I'll take them with me on my travels, and hand them out! <laughs> So he kind of thinks this over. Uh, can you give me a charisma uh, persuasion check, please? Oh, that one. Uh oh. <laughs> so he's kind of like, these are not freebies. This is for my high class customers. Ah, I'm astounded that you think I would just hand this out for free. I'll speak up and say I apologize sincerely for my my um, companions here. Uh, but if you have anything uh, stronger. Uh, for for somebody who can handle it, other than these lightweights, uh, I'll, I'll gladly take uh, a pint of your finest, uh, strongest ale. So he nods and kind of like points over to his like his powerful, but also like the stuff he was not um, hoping to expand out to all these different regions. And he says, "Ah, we've got the regional, of course. This is a good one." And he points out like kind of a middle of the shelf one that looks to be a, a pretty exceptionally powerful for uh, for. I guess how aged it is, and hands it over. Okay. And says, uh, five, uh, five silver pieces. I'll slap down six and say thank you. <laughs> All right. As you do this, you hear like a gigantic fart erupt from Bert on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> um. As he goes through what is essentially like he's basically his blood alcohol level is like at point three right now. Like he. <laughs> 
deep in there, you know. I'll just shake my head in disgust at him. <laughs> um, and then I'll, I'll raise my glass and, and just down it. Okay. So um, is there anything else particular you want to do as you wait for your friend to sober up here? Well, I was going to say, I, I want to like cling to this guy's arm and say, at least tell me the name. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, he kind of looks at uh, Galamir and is like, I don't like your company anymore. You guys are a little bit uh, interesting. Um, I've got a lot of travelers here, and I always look to expand my business, but sometimes business comes second to uh, privacy here. And he kind of like is shoving you off of him and is like, <laughs> I just cough. <laughs> Bigot. <laughs> <laughs> so I will, I will pull um, Elkis back a little bit and apologize to the man and say, uh, we are... Um, maybe interested in, in helping you expand your business, but that is not why we showed up today. We are looking for any information that you can give us on... Huh. Uh, did they give us a, a region that they were from, the Acolytes? You guys never asked. Okay. They did, um, though. We wrote it down, uh, or I think I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, you got to Rimyon, and then they said... Uh, Erlish? Ar Arlish. Arlish? Okay. So I'll, I'll ask if um, he knows of any acolytes from the area of Arlish um, that have been around. So he says, uh, acolytes? No, 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 no. That's, 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 we don't get much of those. I mean, you've always got the Priya fanatics, but I don't really delve into that myself. He says, it's 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 quite a wonderful place, Green uh, Green Borg. You know, it's it's been quite amazing here. Um, besides those few incidents, you know, but overall, great place. It's just uh, it's just you know, different now a little bit. Well, I'm afraid one of those uh, times have come. There's been a, a an act of terrorism that has occurred, and we are looking for those who are behind it. An act of terrorism. In Rinborg? Yes, Hertha, everyone's seen her. I want to kind of look down at my empty glass, look back at this guy, and use, begu use beguiling gaze on him. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll let you do that. Okay. What's the DC? Uh, yes, it, wasn't, it doesn't say what the DC is. I'm assuming it's 8 plus my proficiency plus wisdom, I would guess. It might be charisma. Um, For what? For the beguiling so I, I, gaze. As you are doing this, um, Bert, you awaken from what is essentially like the worst hangover you've ever experienced. So I'm so hungover, but sober. Uh, you are not sober. You're still hungover, but you're also drunk at the same time. It's like the worst hangover slash <laughs> you're still in it kind of thing. Well, as a professional alcoholic, I've had that happen. Okay. <laughs> So I guess mine, if it's based on, I say mine, if it's on wisdom, it's a fourteen. If it's on charisma, it's an eleven. And I can't okay. find it in the book where it says. So he I'm gonna have to. He succeeded either way. Okay, 
So he kind of like shakes off your glaze and like looks at you funny. Um, and then Will, what do you want to do? So he gets up, he kind of steadily uses the bar to kind of lean on. I don't know what the it is, but uh, I'm going to tell you that some real, real good breeze. <laughs> so he kind of nods and is like, all right, I, I think it's time for you guys to get out of here. As he's leaving, I'm grabbing more. <laughs> okay. So he kind of like reaches out to stop you and then sees how large you are and how intoxicated you are and he just kind of shakes his head and goes back to wiping down the bar. <laughs> can I get, can I do an investigation check to try to uh, ask around to see if anyone else in the area has known about these, these acolytes? Yeah, you can do that. Uh, Dylan, it's your charisma modifier. Huh, not 10. Okay, where so is that? A few of the people in the bar kind of respond to you, especially because you're a dwarf. Yeah. They kind of give you a few tidbits, just that they've seen the acolytes around, but they hadn't done anything. Um, nobody really knew uh, anything about what they were here for, uh, but news of the terrorist attack is quickly spreading around, and people are getting a little more anxious. Um, as you guys are leaving the bar, a extremely winded dwarf that is in heavy armor rolls up to you and says, ah, 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 I, got a, oh, I got a message. Fuck it. Kill them all? Oh my god. When did this all make it so long? <laughs> Say, aye, that's me. Uh, what, what message uh, do you have? Just, just give me a second. He kind of walks over to a stool and sits down, and then, like, uh, basically uh, takes a sip of an ale, calms down a little bit, and then he says, um, oh, The Earls heard about what you've done, and uh, he wanted to invite you to dinner tonight. He's having a feast already um, for the holidays and such, and... Uh, he, he'd like to thank you for what you've done. You and Hertha and uh, Bert over there and the rest of you. <laughs> so since he's shit-housed, he uh, toasts one of the glasses. <laughs> Name, remember? Is so it he a... nods and is like, yeah, yeah, yes, Bert. I, I know it's Bert. Is it a perception check to see if um, I believe him or not? or? Uh, insight? Insight? There it is. Okay. Uh, ten again. Dang it. Okay, so you think he's telling the truth? I mean, there's nothing nefarious about what he's saying. He hands... As he's leaving, um, he, like, take, downs his beer and hands you a note that is, like, an invitation to the feast tonight. Okay, I accept the invitation... And uh, thank him for, for delivering it. He nods and then hurries away again. It's a good point. After the last thing we opened, exploded. This one's like already half open. Yeah, I'll open it. It's just like a, an invitation I, looking. Yeah, I trust this guy. Uh, so I'll it just is in like a cordial handwriting that basically just says that um, in about an hour, there's going to be a feast uh, in the Earl's honor 
uh, and he's invited you guys as some of the special guests to attend. Um, in this, it's going to be in the stone hall. That's about it. What do you guys want to do? I'm. Yeah, do you yeah, guys want to head to one of the? Um, what was the place called? The uh, glittering. Um, Gisting. Yeah. I want to ask around the bar about if anyone has ever had his uh, high-low drink that I got, just to get the name of the thing. <laughs> so they all kind of look at you and like shake their head. A, f- a few of them like perk up and like point a finger out, like ah, and no, no, I I haven't. I, I'm sorry. And uh, at this point, um, unfortunately, your Bjord is like ushering you guys out. Like he's like, stop talking about it. It's not for everyone. And then, like, he's pushing you guys out, especially Bert in his intoxicated state. I'm just whispering. Okay. Bert's gonna reach into his pouch and drunkenly miscalculate. And he's got <laughs> exactly 57 silver pieces on the bar. Okay. So he kind of, like, his eyes grow wide and he scoops it up and then, like, shuts the door on you guys. <laughs> I'm going to pound on the door for a while, just screaming, <laughs> What's it called? What's it called? <laughs> okay. Um, so do you guys want to go to the uh, Glittering Gisting, or uh, by this time, you're close enough that you could go to the feast and be a little bit early if you wanted? Uh, are we right what, up? What time is the feast? How much time do we have? Uh, by this time, it's about like 30 minutes till. Oh, so... Um, I'm going to do it. Well it took a while for Bert to get out the door. Yeah. I'm going to do a puke and rally, so I'm going to find some. <laughs> He's going <laughs> to have a spit. Um, so I guess I'll find like the nearest I don't know. <laughs> yeah, anything. Anything I could. It's literally stone caverns. There's not very many places to be yeah, headed. Know. Sometimes. Uh, shrubberies, you know. <laughs> but we're in a cave system, so there's no shrubberies. Um, there's some, like, alcoves and, like, small little, like, you know, where they started to dig a new tunnel and then, like, they gave up halfway through um, that you do, you can go into and puke if you wanted to. Oh, he's gonna vomit a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, he's too I want to use um, my cantrip, Control Earth, and with it, I am going to write uh, it so it can appear in both dirt or stone. It says it affects dirt or stone that you can see within a range. So what what is his building made out of? Um, are you talking about Bjorn's? Yeah. Um, just stone, like everything else. All right, so using uh, my mold earth, I am going to write in the side of his building, ask for the high, then low. If you find out what it's called, <laughs> seek out Elkis. Okay. <laughs> um, so do you guys make your way to the stone hall now? Yeah, I would. Okay. So as you approach the stone hall, which is the f- main... Like the main hallway leads to the far end of it. Um, it's the furthest section from the entrance in the first level. And the passageway leading is blocked by two large stone doors and ten guards stand outside, um, which 
looks to stop the riffraff from coming in without an invitation. Would you? So is there like? Sorry, is this a wall around this, or is it just a big door it's that leads into It's just two big doors at the end of the hallway that lead into this uh, hall. Okay. I mean... <laughs> yeah. We head in. We, we walk forward. So they, you walk towards it, and they kind of, like, stop you and go, um, invitation, please. I'll hand out the invitation and, and keep on walking. They kind of like look at it quick, like really study it and almost like raise their eyebrows and then like look up to you, look down at it, look up to you. And then finally they open the doors. <laughs> I'm just going to whisper Bert. Bert. After Bert walks by, I'll go remember his name. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so as the massive stone doors are uh, thrown aside, a vast cavern lit with a dozen of torches appears. Wooden tables and benches cover the floor space with dwarves crowded around each one, enthusiastically helping themselves to food and drink, which is bountiful. At the far end of the cavern, a stone dais is raised above the floor, where a fat dwarf in an ornate crown sits on a throne carved from the rock. A table is set before him with two dwarves to either side. From the lack of ceremony, it appears that you are welcome to help yourself to the feast, but also that helping oneself is the only way to get anything, as this as people are rushing to and from, grabbing what they want. Oh, oh this is a feast we like. I know what I'm going to do. Okay. I, I would like to use wild shape to turn into a boar. <laughs> I'm pig, I'm going to run around just eating everything, including if there's pig, I'm eating that. Okay. To engage in cannibalism. Everyone's pretty like boisterous and laughing. Everyone's drinking. You guys just helping yourselves. Um, but and eventually, uh, you see what looks to be uh, the Earl. Um, kind of notice some of your presence and call out to Galamir and uh, Bert and Alice specifically, not the boar really, but everyone else. Um, says, they don't come, come adventurers. Join me on my dais, please. Wait, so they don't respond to the giant boar just running around eating stuff? <laughs> just, honestly, it's, it's happened before. Like, uh, they're, everyone's just literally fighting for the food. Um, a few people do swipe at you and, like, smack you on the butt. Um, but nobody's, like, stopping you, really. They're, if, they're not, if you're not touching their food, they're not really paying you any attention. Just another day in Ringborg. Right? <laughs> this sounds amazing. I'm going to uh, take... I mean, I say a haunch off of the nearest boar or even cow or whatever they have there, just whatever the biggest chunk of meat, and I'm just gonna tear it off and go to the uh, go to the yarl. Okay. So the yarl um, kind of is beaming uh, at the sight of the feast and kind of immediately goes, "So, what do you think of my realm?" <laughs> <laughs> is that an honest? Um, are you being serious? Like honest? <laughs> kind of terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> so he actually kind of like um, his smile kind of like twitches down into a frown and twitches back up and he goes, yes, that that was unfortunate, but I, I appreciate the uh, the honesty, um, but uh, the rest of it is quite, uh, quite wonderful. I'll, I'll let you know. I do appreciate what you've done. You know, I've heard of your how you saved Hertha's life. And Bert, he's going to since he's still, I'm assuming, pretty schnockered at this point. Yeah. If you can rally. Uh, 
functional, but definitely drunk. He's like, he's, you know, mouthful, still chewing meat. He's like, you know, I really like this place. I do. But if we, and he's swinging this giant leg just all around, pieces of it, I assume, are flying off. Okay. But other than the acolytes, no problems. But if we find the acolytes, I have made an oath that I, I got to kill them. So he kind of like agree nods and it's like yes 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 of course, and then looks down at Galamir again and is like I I would like to give this to you and he hands over a uh, what looks like a magical hand axe and says I I've always like to repay my citizens for their services and you have done an exceptional job. Uh, I will accept the hand axe and say um, we were happy to lend our assistance. Um, but ask uh, back and at you uh, if if there's any information you can give us towards the uh, persecutors here. We we have some retribution we'd like to deal out. So he says, ah, those perpetrators are long gone. To be honest, it's the people that still remain that scare me. You see, we've had some troubles, but that is for the, after the feast to discuss. First. I want you, one of you, to participate in the traditional, uh, once again, I want to look it up quick to make sure I'm saying it right. Please say hot dog eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a hot dog eating contest, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> the traditional Noreen ritual of flighting. Which one of you wishes to participate? Uh, I like lift my little hook in the air. Also, swings his haunch wielding arm into the air. So, um, Jacob would know, uh, Galamir would know that flighting is a traditional ritual in which two contestants trade insults in rhyming verse. It's a popular pastime, <laughs> but competitions still occur in mead halls across the land where often people place large wagers on the outcome. Do we know this, or does only Jacob Jacob know this? Jacob knows this. Well, I, oh, I'm uh, still going... Yeah, I'll gesture <laughs> towards Elkis and say, it seems my comrade wants to volunteer. Uh, so he points at the boar and says, the boar? The boar. <laughs> he kind of chuckles and goes, this will be funny, and then back up, backs up and um, points out his opponent. Which is uh, Rorwick, the uh, red-faced is his name. So a, a very again uh, seems a lot of these people are stout, but this one especially uh, walks up. He's got bright red hair, bright red face, um, in all red, and he kind of immediately goes. So you wish to challenge me to flighting? And then he kind of looks around at the cha like for the challenger, and he's like, "Now, actually, which which one of you is challenging me?" I use my bonus action to turn back into uh, my normal form, and uh, <laughs> I'll say, "Rorwick, the red-faced, you're a huge disgrace. All of your shame all over this place." <laughs> His face kind of falls, <laughs> and he goes, "But what?" Wait, wait, we haven't started yet, I thought. I didn't know we started. Um, do you want to say anything back? 
Uh, yeah, one sec. I'm gonna say it back. Face like a turnip, legs like a stump. I slept with your mother right in her rump. <laughs> <laughs> so the Jarl is just cackling now. <laughs> and he goes, Warwick! Warwick, Warwick, Warwick! You've been beaten by a freaking ball! <laughs> <laughs> now this one, this one is good. Finish him! Finish him, ball! Finish him! <laughs> So, does he have any other defining features that I can put <laughs> um, The bright red. And he's a, he's a dwarf, right? He's a dwarf, yeah. Um, he's he's extremely like pompous in his look. Like he looks like he's uh, very much a flashy person. Um, but there's nothing really defining besides the fact that he's a large dwarf with a red face, red hair, and red clothes. Okay. Uh, okay, I'll say. Never seen a dwarf with such a small beard. Across this great hall, your reputation is smeared. <laughs> so Rourke kind of like his face falls, and he kind of like begins to sob outright, and the yarl just cackles out, going, <laughs> and he, like starts to tear up with laughter. He just goes, "Oh my goodness." What is what? Oh. He kind of wipes away a few tears and goes, Now that, that was a good one. That was fun to watch. And he says, Oh, I've, I've, uh, I appreciated that. It's been a while since I've laughed. Now, um, about this competition, uh, I, I suppose you do honor a reward. And he hands out a hundred gold pieces to you. <laughs> um, he kind of slaps you in the back. <laughs> and then um, all of your social skills now, you get advantage on for 24 hours. Ooh. It's the uh, Jarl's blessing to you. Is that only in um, pig form? <laughs> yes, exclusively pig <laughs> jokes. And pig <laughs> I was in human, well, in my, in my, uh, hold recall form. No, nope, so I'll, I'll, I'll say, uh, to, to the Yarl, I'll say, Yarl's blessing indeed. My enemies shall take heed. <laughs> and accepting the gold, I will sort of, like, bow and walk towards the feast. Okay. Um, so the feast kind of goes by quickly. There's nothing really, um, defining of it. And then afterwards, the Yarl motions for you to come back. To talk to him. Right? Okay. I guess yeah. I'd walk over. Yeah. So he says, um, I'd like to show you something special. He produces this large white gemstone. And he says, This is the Dwarvenstein, the rock of the dwarves. There's only a few of them left, you know. It's ancient dwarven kings used to show them around as, you know, Shows a power and such. Three months ago, we broke through an old mine in an ancient hold from long ago. The lower levels, you see. We haven't really explored there much. They've been sealed for so long. But we found this stone in the throne room. See, I hope to live there someday. I see that lower level as my way to glory. In history and expansion and wealth. 
I've been persuaded to hold off on my expansion, as I've been warned that these lower levels are not safe for multiple reasons. But uh, I would like to show you these mines tomorrow morning and see if you can help me determine if this is in fact true or not. I'll say, Great Yarrow, your glory will be our great honor, but let us sleep here for six to eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, I I'm sorry, that's, that's a, a, a... You've done great, but there is no room for you here. I'm sure the glittering... Uh, glittering... Gistine will have plenty of space for you. And with that, he kind of waves his hands and pronounces the feast done. Alright. So, um, as you approach the glittering um, Gistine, it's a large cavern uh, west of the immediate entrance. A big open space. Uh, not exactly the cleanest, but there's just a bunch of wooden benches, basically, with like fur bags on the bottom. In, on the floor, and people are just like curled on the benches, curled on the floor, and immediately somebody walks up to you and goes, "Hello, um, can I can I help you?" Uh, yeah, we're looking for a place to uh, stay the evening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, of course. Uh, I, it's two silver pieces for a bench space or the floor, um, or five gold pieces for one of our private chambers. How how big is a private chamber? It holds about four. I'll slide over five gold pieces. Oh, ming it. Dang it. I was just coming up with a rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she takes your five gold pieces and leads you to a separate room, kind of unlocks the door, lets you in. It's, it's a little bit more spacious, definitely nicer than the common rooms, but nothing elaborate. And kind of says, well, have a good rest, and then walks out. As she's walking away, I'll say, I'm Elkis, you know, king of flights to my foes. His name is Bert. Remember him, or his feelings be hurt. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> she goes, uh, yeah, yes, um, I, I'm not much of a flighting. Uh, I, uh, I am working in a tavern. No, no, not, not a tavern. Oh my gosh. And she just walks away embarrassed. As she's walking away, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> yells after her, I am Bert. Remember the <laughs> I'm just going to uh, start throwing down with everyone we meet. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you guys just rest? Full rest? Oh yeah. Okay. Six to eight hours. Yeah. Yep. So, in the morning, um, you know that you were supposed to meet at the stone gate to the mines, which is a little bit like in between the stone hall and where you're out currently. So it is on the way. Um, and you're basically just supposed to meet the Jarl at the gate. So is all my advantage gone then since we slept? No, you still got a few hours left for sure. It was 24 okay. hours. Cool. But your guys are now going to the gate then? Yeah. Yeah. And on our way, I'm going to give Galmir uh, two gold. This is since I take up far more room than your average individual. <laughs> <laughs> She like nods and it scoops it up. <laughs> Bert. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then she's like, test her luck, and she's like, Bert. Yes. He looked. 
<laughs> she's like uh snaps her fingers and like walks away but um all right so you guys are off to the stone gate yes and then in addition to her getting the gold I'm going to look to Galmir and give him two gold since he paid for our fare. <laughs> okay. I'll nod my head. Thanks. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so the gateway to the uh, tunnel leading to the mines is uh, heavily guarded by five guards at all times. They're, the gates are shut and locked at, at night. You uh, Obviously, Galamir knows. And he's never actually been down here. It's been a very secluded area um, because the hold's been basically left intact. Nobody's really disturbed the ancient relics inside. But as people have been starting up the mining operations again, they've been utilizing old tunnels, expanding the mine deeper and deeper into the mountain. Um, and eventually they just decided that they had to basically, you know, smash into this new area even if it will disturb some old old um and ancient things that they have not seen in in hundreds if not thousands of years so at the gate um jarl ekenskald is watching uh you guys approach and uh i guess do you say anything as you approach or um quick question does bert have any memory of the previous night? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. He was completely blacked out ever since the, the uh, as soon as he walked into the bar. It was the last Fantastic. time. Okay. So, <clears throat> when we get to the Ural, he's going to do a deep, formal bow, and he's going to hold out his hand. I am Bert, at your service. He says, yes, yes, Bert, we, we met last night. You, um, you, uh, Ate about four turkeys worth of meat. I'll I'll say uh, to the Jarl, Birch can't recall his last evening at all. Forgive him, good Jarl. Don't greet him with a scowl. <laughs> so he kind of smiles and slaps his knee and goes, I need one of you! Forget <laughs> Warwick. 50 gold. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... <laughs> the yard kind of looks out into expanse of the tunnels, and you can see mine carts, empty mine carts there. And he says, "Well, you see, I've got quite the uh, ingenious mine cart system here, made by yours truly. You see, all of these mine carts are self-propelled. We found these red gems that have specific properties that allow them to push and pull. And uh, now our mine carts are self-propelled entirely." And he points out to like, there's like just these about two inch wide red gemstones on each of the carts that light up about 30 feet of red um, bright light. And you can see that the carts are, people are like tapping the gemstones and it's moving forward and they're like swiping their hands. It's going faster. They're swiping it again. It's going slower. They're basically just controlling them as though um, they're like cars on these mine. So tracks. real fast, we're seeking out, he showed us that he has that, that, what do you call it? The Dwarvenstein? Dwarvenstein? Yeah. It was, okay. uh, they're, yeah. And what exactly are they looking for under here? I, I think I was... So they're excavating these, um, they're ex excavating all of these old, uh, basically like the lower levels that they used to live in way long ago, but they've been sealed off for hundreds if not thousands of years. And um, he specifically wants to now expand the settlement of Rainborg into these lower levels because of 
while they were excavating a small mission, they found this dwarven stain, which is worth over like you know a few thousand gold pieces at least. It's incredibly valuable. Okay. Uh. So I'll, as I like get, I'm, so can we just like get in the cart? Um. Yeah. So he says like, <clears throat> well, you can like hop right in. So I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to climb in, and looking at the Jarl, I'll say, We shall find this ancient dwarven throne, deep under your home. Forgive my slant rhyme, it happens all of the time. <laughs> into carts we shall go, deep into this dark hole. An expedition in Earth, greatest since any of our birth. <laughs> Can I roll an insight on this guy? The Jarl, yeah, McCurry's yeah. not trying to deceive us. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'd uh, like to as well. Six. Uh, I got a 23. Okay, so you know that he is telling the truth, um, and that he's, uh, he's basically just trying to get your guys' opinion on, um, what this new area of, of land poses as a threat, since you've helped him foil the terrorist plot, at least. He views cool. you as valuable, uh, I guess, like, consultants now. So the Jarl says, um, I've got Bury here. He's going to lead you around the, t the uh, mines. I've got business back in the, um, in the throne room here, but uh, he'll, he'll be fine to give you a tour. And you see Bury, like, hopping down the ramp, like, literally skipping. And he goes, hey, hey, you guys remember me? It's Bury, Bury. Hey, Bert. <laughs> he remembered my name. Can you give him five silver? You are a clever man, you. Um, he almost faints once again, but recovers himself and uh, hops into the cart and asks you guys to join him. Is this um, his name Beery? Is that what it Beery. is? Beery. B U R I. Beery. So the Arl like kind of nods and kind of like shakes his head at you guys, like as if signaling like he understands your. Um, annoyance with Bury, and then um, <clears throat> almost as soon as the the uh, the carts begin to move, you're all stepping in. It are you guys all stepping in it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, about to ask. Yeah. So Bury, you can actually have your separate cart. You can you can have another one, um, right behind if you want, with like two of you, you and another person, and then the rest of you guys can go with uh, Bury if you want. I'll okay. go with Bury. Okay. Um, and Jacob, you're going through here too? Uh, is there room in the other cart? No. <laughs> Thanks to Bert, no. Then yes. <laughs> okay. Here is a dwarf, right? Yeah. Okay. So as soon as you guys step in the cart and Bury begins to like tap it to go, the Jarl kind of um, reaches into his robes like automatically, just out of habit, and then like yells out and he goes, The Dwarvenstein! It's gone! And he kind of looks around frantically, and immediately four mining carts on opposite tracks suddenly begin to move, seemingly on their own volition. As they roll past, you can see troll heads pop out from the carts. And they burst out giggling, going, <laughs> We ain't got your stone! <laughs> One of them holds up the Dwarvenson, gives a goofy grin, and waves and immediately begins to pass the stone back and forth as if they're playing catch. 
Beerweed goes, ten gold pieces? And then faints. <laughs> uh, how close are we to these other um, You're pretty close. If Sorry. you can speed up, you can catch them. As as Buri passes out, I say, This dwarf, whose name's Buri, often speaks in a flurry. Wake up, my good man. Let your mouth feel my hand. So Buri wakes up and immediately like taps the cart, the gemstone to go. And you guys start to move forward. And he swipes, and it moves faster. And he swipes again, and it moves even faster. And you guys are slowly catching up. And the carts are on, like, two of them are one side, two of them on the other side of the tracks. And they're literally tossing this thing back and forth. Uh, really close, like probably two to three feet from each of your guys' track are their tracks they are on. So they're not too far away past the back and forth. And they're throwing it above us, over us? Yeah, throw over you guys. Okay. Oh, oh it's time we must find. Don't let and... our cart fall behind. Death to these trolls. <laughs> Who the dwarven stein roll. So Bury kind of like frowns and he goes, Death? Let's not touch them. What would you rule? Uh, for me to attempt to try and reach up and grab it since my arms are like four long. <laughs> if you can give me an athletics check that's high enough, um, I'll let you jump up and catch it. Fantastic. All right. 19. Does anyone want to uh, assist them? Like, give him a boost up. Like, literally like, try and push him up. Like, push his butt up or anything. Yeah, I will. Is that an athletics check as well? Yeah. I got a oh. 14 on, on a assist for athletics. Okay, so... What was that? Oh, I get a roll games too. Okay, Dylan, you want to give a um, boost too? So, um, yeah, I can. Actually, I was going to use a beguiling gaze on a troll but um i can so burnt in order to catch this you'd have to jump forward almost as if you're going to jump into the cart with bury and uh jacob so if you do that he can give you the boost and i will allow you to catch it but you will also fall under their cart and probably crush bury that is risk i am willing to take (laughs) (laughs) all right so you basically like dirty dancing jump and Jacob catches you and pushes you up I for the... about a millisecond. So I'll pull out my shield and Captain America style. <laughs> okay, yeah. And he jumps on my off shield. Of it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so he jumps off of it, catches the stone, and then immediately plummets down and smacks <laughs> your shield, falls down, basically crushes Bury. He's you just hear a squeak, he goes, ah! And then, like, it's muffled. He goes, And you just don't hear anything for the rest of the ride. And then slowly, you just hear whimpering, and he just goes, As you say, I'll, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> kind of like a Spider-Man thing. I'll hang on to the edges of the car. <laughs> okay, so it's like, it starts to teeter back and forth, but you do it enough that Bury like, can breathe again. And he goes, he is, is silent for the first time in his life. That's so, the best gift ever. It's <laughs> a great gift. I, what was I have a question. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Bronson. Freya. <laughs> so I, I would like to use my beguiling gaze on one of the um, trolls. 
Okay. And like one of the ones that's driving the cart essentially. Um, so the the only issue that I have with it is it says that the target does so with advantage if the companions are fighting it. Um, which I don't know if you consider this fighting them or not. But the the more I guess the bigger question is with Galder. It says I can replace any. What's the language? Uh, when you finish, da, da, da. let's see. You can replace any attack roll, saving throw, or ability check made by you or a creature that you can see with one of these foretelling rolls. But if he has advantage, he's rolling twice, but I guess it would negate it because whatever the one that is, like, he takes the, you know what I mean? Like, he rolls twice but takes the higher, but I basically replace his roll with whatever I had. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think that's when we'll have to discuss a little bit. But that's what I want to do. And I want to replace his roll with... I used my Galder this morning, and I got a 2 and a 17, and I'm replacing his with a 2. Okay. So he would immediately fall under the Beguiling Gaze, and essentially I'm going to call out to him, um, good good friend, stop the cart! Okay, so he stops it. Alright, and uh, can we just stop ours? Yeah. Okay, and I guess then can um, Bert jump back in our cart? Yeah. <laughs> so you're just leaving him? <laughs> you mean leaving Beery? Yeah. Well, no, wait, wait. Uh, no, me and, me and uh, Bjorn were in a cart, and I jumped ahead into your guys' cart. Oh, sorry. Okay. So you you have it, and we've stopped the troll cart. Yes. So we can just keep going. Okay, so we'll just keep going, and their cart stopped. I suppose we could. I don't know who's controlling our cart. <laughs> it's up to them, essentially. Hurry, I say we oh. push forward. Let's let's check out these these runes. So long. I guess I'll shout if we're if we're just continuing careening on. I'm gonna shout back. You know, Bert is his name. Thrones and Bones is his game. Remember, he's Bert, or with death you will flirt. So the trolls kind of are whimpering now that you've taken away their um, source of entertainment, and they're just like, the, 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 the spirits made us. And they're just kind of like whimpering over and over, saying spirits. And as we pull away from them, if they've stopped, I scream my exceptionally large lung capacity bird, but I drag it out the whole way. Okay. And I guess onward we go. <laughs> All right. So, um, as you approach the end of the hall, you can see that a separate mining cart has been rolling behind you, and it holds the Jarl chasing after. Um, so you stop, and you can see the Jarl gets out, and immediately looks to you guys looking for the Dwarven Stain. Ah, uh, He says, Jarl. did you get it? Oh, we most assuredly did. And I will return it to you, but I have one request, an innocent request. Remember the name, Bert. And I had over <laughs> Okay. So he nods and goes, Yes, yes, of course. Of course. Can, can, I, can I have it back here now? Oh, yeah. I already handed it over. Absolutely. Okay. So he has it. Um, and he says, Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And he says, Those, those cave trolls, did, did they say anything? Spirits. And his face kind of grows white for a second, and he goes, 
Yes, that's what I was afraid of. See there? The harmless creatures, the cave trolls, they they merely were doing it for their own entertainment. I, I, I didn't wish for them to get hurt. I'm glad they didn't have to come to that. But the spirit is the thing worrying me. You see, we've had some strange things happening in the past few weeks, especially after starting to delve deeper and deeper into this mine. Mining carts would go missing, or tools would disappear overnight. And the worst part was one dwarf started to irresistibly dance out of nowhere. It was incredibly embarrassing for him, I'm sure. And he's like completely straight-faced the entire time he's telling you guys this. Like he's actually concerned for this guy's like social like well-being after this. Um, after he basically just started to irresistibly dance out of nowhere at one point. If spirits that cause uncontrollable bouts of dancing are the only concern, quite frankly, <laughs> I find myself more in jest than anything else. <laughs> and he kind of nods and says, "Of course, of course, of course. I'm just saying." He says. <clears throat> I want you to go into this ancient hold. See what the spirit is in question. See if it can be reasoned with. See if it must be destroyed. For we are moving on with progress, and nature must deal with that. I'm willing to pay you all 400 gold pieces in total. Does this sound like a good agreement? Uh, so, I'll say I, I agree. Um, is there anything else you can tell us before we depart? Yes, I have a key for you. And he kind of like rumbles in his pockets and pulls out this um, kind of like a red and blazed fire looking key. And it says, Sindri Etrison from the forge wanted me to give you this. You see, he saw a vision of a forge in the ancient hold and he thinks this key goes to it, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I did it as a favor. I told him I would give you this. It may help, it may not. He's been a bit crazy recently. Okay, I, I, I'll accept the key and um, thank him for giving it to us. He nods and points to the uh, a close-by entrance tunnel recently dug um, and says, that is the way forward, my friends. Good luck. I'll nod to him and say, this is the way. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Damn it. <laughs> enormous stone guardians stand in silent watch on both sides of the hallway you enter their stern visages stare down on the empty space whether they depict forgotten gods or long dead canes is impossible to know beneath their empty gaze footprints and track marks clearly indicate where the Rinborg dwarves have disturbed the centuries old dust in recent days the hallway is high arching ceilings the end is blocked by rubble. The tracks in the dust lead to the north end of the hallway, which ends in double doors, one of which is ajar. One of them is, seems to be stuck in the side of the wall, and the other seems to be balancing ajar. What do you guys want to do? Could you hmm. describe that last bit again? Um, so basically it's just uh, the original entrance to the hall, like the Great Hall. Um, throne room is now buried underneath the mountain and um, it looks like there's tracks that lead to a separate hallway that's like slightly ajar right now. One door is stuck in the wall 
and the other one's like slightly open enough. You can see tracks leading into it. Can I do it? Are these like tracks from dwarves that have already gone through? It looks like, yeah, the tracks that have been people uh, excavating the site. Can I do a perception um, check to see if I see or, or hear anything from, from any of the doors? And while he's doing that, can I make a survival check to determine the exact nature of the tracks? Um, yeah, you can make a... You go ahead and make a check. I got 13. Well, it, two doors that lead to the same place, yeah. I got 13 on the perception. Um, so you see the same tracks they go in kind of a multiple directions it does look like there is some that go to that uh, main doorway um there's like excavation staffed up neatly in one corner um looks like it hasn't been touched in a few days and then you do notice especially with your perception check you notice like a smaller set of footprints that aren't really they don't look to be boot prints like the rest of them hmm. but you can't discern what they are uh, same thing. You see the same. Uh, thing. Yeah. I have a passive of sixteen, but that's well, that's you guys made it. It's so like you you learned okay. everything you could. Um, uh, I got a nine on that survival to discern the uh, nature of the tracks. <laughs> so it looks to be tracks of just busy dwarves. Nothing really in particular that they were doing. Ah, uh, the miners must have went this way. <laughs> Um, so do you guys want to enter that, uh, slightly adjourned bar, or do you want to, yeah, um, look around more? Okay. Time we must go. So, Dungeons deep. Um, as you walk into these, like, a door, a jar door, not a door jar, a jar door, you see a collection of, uh, what looks like dwelling chambers, just housing, um, you see some stone furniture, but the ceiling's collapsed, and there's just rubble like piled up all over. Kind of leads over to a separate hallway, and you can see that it goes around where the original entrance did lead, and you enter into the side room, if you want to, of um, what looks to be the throne room. All right, there we um, go. You guys hear hey, me? Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, looks like Craig's still in here, so it should be fine. Where did you leave off? What did you do? Uh, we saw the room. <laughs> we proceed into the next room. Um, okay, so the throne room, uh, you can see like decor of ancient art uh, covered in layers of dust. A large ornate throne sits on the rune-covered dais and rectangular stone tables fill the vast space. There's um, marks in the wall. It looks like magical fire or some type of flames have etched into the wall, the stone, um, souring what used to be a very beautiful room. In the very center of the dais, in the throne, you can see a large keyhole. Hmm. Um, I, can I hold up the, the key that we were given and see if it appears to, to match? Yeah, so you kind of line it up, and you can see it almost looks like it would, but then when you go to place it in, or even, like, put it right next to it, um, you notice that it doesn't have the right grooves at all. Okay. Can um, I search the rest of the room to see if I find yeah. the key? Yeah, that's good. 
Uh, ten. Okay. Um, I'm rolling highly average. Well, I, that's good enough. So you kind of you see like behind the throne, there's like a back passage, um, not clearly visible, but with your perception check and a little bit of searching, uh, it it looks like it is like a immodest uh, cave entrance, um, and you can see that as if you want to, as you walk down the passageway, it's completely flooded with rushing water. Oh. Do you guys want to continue into this and see what's underneath the water, or what would you like to do? Can we tell how far down the water goes? Uh, give me a perception check. Uh, nine. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to see... Highly average. And we need to get across. I'm sorry, I missed the description. Um, so basically, it's just a passageway that is just completely flooded with rushing water. It's got very low ceilings, um, just like five feet overhead. Uh, so like the entire passageway is just completely filled. Oh, well. Man, I wish we had that potion of water breathing that I broke. <laughs> well. I mean... <laughs> Um, say, um, with your, let's get your perception results and I might have a fit so you can see like if you look up the, the stream that it mo looks like the water is flowing out from is just like grates in the wall about 10 feet past the stairwell so her pipes up you know if the water is an issue we have some time I can freeze all of this water we may walk freely across. <laughs> is it a matter of walking across, or does this go down into a passageway that's flooded? That is the question. And we need to enter the water. Or is this a um, hallway that has some standing water we just need to get by? You'll it? have to walk down it. I mean, there's no other way to tell. So, seeing that as a call... A call for bravery and action. Bert dives in, literally just dive. In well, and not wanting to be outbraved, um, <laughs> Galamir will also dive in uh, as quick as he could. Okay. Um, so the current that you can feel immediately is very strong, and it immediately begins to pull you towards the grate, no matter or pull you away from the grate, no matter what. So you're kind of pushed away from the beginning if you go past the grate. Um, and the passageway kind of like turns back and forth, so you're just kind of winding through it if you want. Uh, I'm going to need an athletics check, and uh, we'll go from there, from both of you. Non-net oh. 20. Okay, you're fine. Seven. <laughs> so, you're caught in the current, and you're actually pushed to the side of the wall, uh, like stuck to the wall, basically, past the grate. Um, okay. Would I be able to use uh, any sort of action, or am I just, like, pinned? You're pinned for at least uh, the next few rounds here. Okay. So, as long as you have about... What is it? You've got plenty of minutes. Is this one plus your constitution modifier? Of minutes. Until you start drowning. 
Oh, yeah, no, we're, we're peachy. <laughs> you're just pinned. <laughs> um, but, Jacob, you're completely able to swim through, and eventually uh, you reach past the grate and into kind of like a, just a small little um, opening bubble of air, and it kind of expands into another dwarf's mouth uh, that is a flooded passageway. Um, where the airspace, the, the ceilings are high enough that you can breathe at least. And um, you can see that there is like a passageway up into a large basin of which um, a waterfall spills down from the mouth of a carved stone dwarven face and runs into this basin. And the overflow is running down in the channel and going into that grate that you originally saw. Do I, can I look around to see if I find anything to cover up this grate? So the grate is like past there. Um, I can tell you though that there's steps to either side of the basin that lead up to the water face and a stone door behind the waterfall uh, that has a single keyhole and a okay. lever to the right side of the door. So I will what head is... up towards that doorway and I again <laughs> examine left. You just left Bert to struggle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 He's just pinned against the grate. I'm just imagining, like, everyone else who stayed behind, just, like, looking at Bert just stuck on the green. It's like, all right, so are you going to help him? Are you going to help him? <laughs> He's a giant, and I'm a dwarf. I don't see me being able to help him much. That's true. That's true. He'll, he'll be So, um, Jacob, you uh, reach the, past the waterfall, and you see a stone door with a single keyhole, and to the right of the door, you see a lever. Currently, the lever is in a down position. What would you like to do? Huh. Can I, again, examine the key and the keyhole to see if I think they're going to be a match? Yes. So as you, again, match the key, it looks like it's the wrong keyhole again. Okay. Huh. Um, I will backtrack towards the, the flooded area to see if any of my other comrades... I've made it through yet. Okay. <laughs> and when they don't is appear... I'm just going out, is it safe? Um, is the... Am I still stuck to the grate, and can I do anything? Um, so give me another athletics check at disadvantage. Oh, that's better. Okay. I mean, not much, but better. Ten? <laughs> so, you're still stuck, but you won't have disadvantage next time you try. And it's only been a minute right now. So, oh, Lord. you're just waiting. <laughs> oh, this is going to get real dicey real quick. <laughs> um, I will call out to... Um, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. You said, okay, so there's a grate, and the water is coming out of this grate, right? The one grate, yeah. The one right, grate. Pushing, and... pushing him against the wall right now. And then you see Jacob has seen a second grate in which this lar large waterfall basically like fills the basin and the overflow runs into this grate. And basically is what you can imagine. The two grates are connected through piping. And that's where the water's coming from. Okay, I want to, and I can do, let's see, how long? Instantaneous... There's no concentration. It lasts for an hour. I'm going to use Mold Earth, and if there's any kind of, like, let's see, portion of dirt or stone that you can see within a range that fits within a five-foot cube, 
Dirtstone can become difficult terrain. If you target an area of loose earth, you can instantaneously excavate it, move it along the ground, and deposit it five feet away. Is there any kind of dirt that I can basically lift and just move right into the grate to block it up? Do you want it dirt or something? Yeah, so it says a portion of dirt or stone that's in a five-foot cube, but the, then can you mold it, it into it. It says if you target a loose area of earth, you can instantaneously excavate it, move it along the ground, and deposit it up to five feet away. You can cause shapes, colors, or both to appear on dirt or stone, spelling out words, okay. creating images, or shaping patterns. Okay, yeah. You can you can block the grate with that. Okay, that's what I'll do. Okay, so you kind of like mold the dirt right next to it, and it covers like basically just a straight seal. And it looks like it's holding for a few seconds, but not long enough for you to basically like stand there and watch it, you know? Like so this is it a looks like trip? it's holding it for now. Since this is a cantrip, I'm just going to keep doing it and like pile okay. crap on the dirt in front of it. So, so Bert immediately, uh, the water begins to relax and you collapse, um, but you are now free. Excellent. Upon that, I assume I'm still underwater. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to use my cantrip that is given to me by being a half giant. Uh, freeze air or water up to five cubic feet. I can instantaneously freeze water that even if the temperature is not freezing, it will last up to an hour. And I'm going to immediately freeze as much of the water in front of the grate as possible, like in the grate itself. Okay. And I'm going to do that twice, just to be double sure, because drowning is not something I plan on doing today. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Um. All right. So that's frozen. Um. Uh, I guess back to Jacob now. What do you want to do? So do I see that the water has you know stopped or? or uh, slowed? it's like back pooling now, thanks to the dirt. So like you can see the grates like that used to be, not really like it, it was a little bit full in the room that you're in because it's basically flowing down from this waterfall overfilling right. the base and going down this grate. Now, like, it's not going all in the grate and it's, like, pooling in that room. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, I'll call out to my comrades and say, uh, uh, is anybody planning on joining me or, or shall I proceed <laughs> alone? Uh, I'll just say, fuck. Can, can we even hear him? <laughs> I don't know. Good question. You're close enough. You can hear him, yeah. Alright, I'll confidently walk in front of the now dirt and iced upgrade. Okay. Alright, so you guys all um, pass into the same basin room uh, and you see the door with a lock. What would you like to do? Um, I'll, I'll point out that the key we were given doesn't appear to be the right key. Hmm. <laughs> you can give me an athletics truck. We try the lever next to the door. Mm, Bert's learned that you dwarves are capable of some real sneak <laughs> And uh, oh is very limited. He's got very limited uh, experience with dwarves. So. That's a good point. What I know much about. What this lever would do is this a typical. You can give me setup? a knowledge, um, like an engineering or some type of knowledge check, or a straight intelligence check, whatever you want. History, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
haha. Uh, 18. Okay. Um, so, you know, often with, uh, I guess, like, basins and the wa- aqueduct systems that the Dwarven uh, people use, these uh, levers are just a way to control where the water goes and how. Okay. Well, I will pull the lever then. Alright, so you pull the lever halfway up or all the way up? Well, let's start with halfway, I suppose. Uh, as you pull it halfway, you see the waterfall, right. like, the grate of the mouth of the um, dwarf, like, the stone mouth starts to close slowly, and the water is, like, slowly um, trickles, like, to a less extreme pressure, and you can see the water flow lessens entirely. Well, I'll push it all the way. All right. And the water is completely closed off, and the room now is, you know, just the pooling water. Okay. I would be thrilled. <laughs> and I remember your name. Yeah, thank you. He, he uh, give me an athletics game. check. This is the way. <laughs> that and athletics said uh, 18 okay yeah that succeeds so <laughs> you um, what do you do specifically to the door to open it oh, oh we're going full football he goes <laughs> to the three point stance and he comes up both hands so you come up and immediately it starts to give a little bit um, and you just bull rush through the door and end up in crashing into this other chamber that looks to be kind of a temple set up similar to Preya's temple. And then to the other side is like a full forge of, um, you can see the fire that used to be there completely burnt out now, just, you know, cold and hardened. But you see the rocks of where people most likely used to be um, making all types of dwarven weapons and armor. Can I walk over and see if there's any uh, weapons or armor left? Um, all of it uh, is basically just destroyed or um, it's so old that it's just not usable. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. But uh, you do see as you walk over a statue in the center of the chamber. It depicts uh, a god that you might know and might not, so I'm going to have you make a history check, if you would. 14. Okay, you know it's Ermir. It's the father of dwarves. It's a relatively well-known god. Um, and you can see that he's the statue is holding both palms out. A stone key rests in his right, right palm, and the other palm, he has no uh, nothing. It's just empty. Um, and the statue reads specifically in Dwarven, If the key you would take hold, let iron show the way to gold. Could you say that one more time? Uh, once again, it says, If a, the key you would take hold... Let iron show the way to gold. Show the weight? The way to gold. 
Nice. Oh, so we got another <laughs> flighter up in here. Ah, hey, look at that. So once again, the, the statue depicts a very gruff-looking um, god, Irma. Uh, he's got his palms facing upward. Uh, one in one hand, he holds a stone key uh, in his right palm. and his left palm, he holds nothing. And he's got like a stern face looking at... His eyes almost looking to the left. Um, can I, once again, pull out the key we were given? And see if it at all resembles the key that he's currently holding. It does look like very, very similar to the key you're holding. Hmm. You can't tell by I the I want to follow his his gaze but... and see if we spot anything where the statue's eyes are looking. Um, looking at the statue's eyes, you see he's looking at his left palm. Oh, okay. And that's the empty one? Yeah. Well, I yeah. would say... Or an iron sword. Trade keys? Or just give him the one and see what happens? Alright, good idea. I'll do that. So as you lay the key into his palm, the key that you put into his palm kind of turns to stone and becomes fixed to the statue, while the other Ooh. stone key transforms into gold. It attaches into your hand. Oh. So the key we had took hold, and now this one's showing the way to gold? Yeah. Perfect. Um, so... Hey, it was uh, stone, not iron. <laughs> yeah, sorry, stone. Um... So, you've got a new key. Um, the remaining temple slash forge, you see a, uh, a, a statue of Preya, you can tell. And underneath you see two skeletons of uh, unknown origin crushed beneath the statue. Should we investigate the, stat the statue and or the skeletons? Yeah, I'll do an investigation and see if I can find anything. Or, or would it be perception? It would be um, investigation would work for us. Four. Someone so help. I don't know. And as I you are beginning will... to, like, I guess get close to this statue, yeah. Um, all of a sudden, you begin to, like, break out into comic dance in place. You have to, like, shuffle, like, tapping your feet, and, like, you're moving like you've never moved in your life, as a dwarf especially, like you were never taught <laughs> to dance. And all nice. of a sudden, you're just breaking it down here as if you're in a club. The charismatic better. church is upon him. <laughs> so, since I was gone for that short bit, um, if the key would take hold, let iron show the way to gold, what is that inscribed upon? Uh, it was on the statue. They put the key into his left palm that was open, and it like transformed to stone in his hand, and then the other key that was stone turned to gold. So you ended up with a gold key. Still don't okay. understand the iron part. The, I think that key was iron, the one key you had. So, so even if it, yeah, because it turned to stone. Oh god, the one iron we had, to stone. yeah, stone. yeah. that it makes stone sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So, okay. um, 
you see the statue of Preya, and underneath two skeletons, and that's it in the cavern. And now you've got a brand new gold key. And a dancing. No, 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 no. <laughs> nope, that's it. Stop there. <laughs> a dancing dwarf. Oh, I was there for that. I heard that part. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I will call out. I will call out the Preya, and uh, and ask for help for assistance. Um, and as he does that. Just gonna make a real, just a real quick quip. It seems that he's making a short twerk of this riddle. Oh my gosh! What? I almost want to cast hold person on him. <laughs> <laughs> so give me I... advantage, um, uh, Jacob, in order to persuade your deity to stop you from dancing. Just persuasion. Yeah. Oh, well, I can choose between a seven or a six. So let's go seven, I suppose. Um, so you don't hear anything in reply, and you continue uh, to eat. Can I do, like, an athletics check to try to stop it? No. No? Unfortunately. Um, performance check to do better? Kind of performance check to do better. That <laughs> <laughs> <Not> is awkward. <laughs> Um, I'm imagining a dwarf just like booty dancing in front of, <laughs> in front of the statue. It can't be unseen. I know we discussed earlier that that other door went to the same place. Did that prove true when we went through the already open doors? Uh, I'm not sure. I know what you mean. Right at the beginning. Yeah, right at oh, the beginning. So like. Oh, yeah, it did end up going to the same. It was the throne room. Yeah, but we did pass another door that was locked still, right? Yeah, that was behind the throne room. You found a um, a, a keyhole that didn't match the iron key yeah. you had. So gotcha. can I call out? Uh, <laughs> You're dancing. Yeah, and ask for uh, some assistance in this? Uh, do you want assistance in dancing? No, I want assistance to stop dancing. Do I have any control? Can I do anything? I mean, even if you do, you're I had just, a plan. you're basically just tapping your feet right now, okay, and like moving your arms, but it's like just in a comic dance of of shuffling. I want to try and you use must mold use all earth. of its movement to dance without leaving its space, and it has you have disadvantage on dexterity and uh, saving throws and attack rolls. So I can't, I can't control. I can't just like leave. You can move still, but you dance everywhere you go. Okay. Well, I will dance out towards the, the throne room <laughs> with the key in my hand still. Okay. I imagine now I imagine you just like throwing <laughs> your hands back and like flying forward. Moonwalking um, towards I've got a I've got a face of pure rage while I'm doing this happy dance, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I am so not enjoying into one room. You see like <laughs> The entire room, like the throne room, if you go back into it, there's like snow like drifting out from the ceiling now. And as you dance that way, uh, the whole time I'm, I'm slowly coming towards you, like, my small friend, please, please halt, hold, 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 cease. I wish I could. And uh, I'm going to reach out and off the top of your little head, I'm going to cast Lester Restoration to stop him from dancing. 
if it works, yeah. If it doesn't, then I'm out of No, that'll, that'll work. So he regains control of his body with a, uh, but his performance skill is now increased by plus two. Awesome. <laughs> um, he's I will look up to my, experience. yeah, I will look up to my tall friend and uh, say thank you sincerely. I, I owe you very much. Remember the name, Bert. Hold up. I just realized I can use I shall not Earth. forget. <laughs> okay. I want to use so what do you guys want to do? I'm going to see if that key will uh, looks like it matches up with that door. Okay. Yeah, so as you approach the door, you can see that this one does have the significant grooves you need to get in. And um, slide it in if you want to. Um, yeah. You hear just a click. And um, it, a corridor appears with a door at the end. Yeah, like I will feet, lead the way. 30 feet long. I'm going to raise my shield and just charge. Okay. And I'm going to draw my maul, and I'm going to follow him. Okay. So do you all reach the door? I will ironically dance behind them towards <laughs> it. <laughs> so um, reaching the door, you see symbols um, that look to be almost like runes or inscriptions all throughout and as soon as you all reach this door immediately um the gemstones that line the door start to like pulse for a second and the floor immediately starts to open up underneath you can see fire and basically lava through this crack that begins splitting down the middle of the floor um, each of you needs to pick what side you're on and um, every round, this will this these this floor will move further and further um, out. Obviously, with you having less enough space to stand, uh, in turn to fall into this basically lava pit. Okay. Uh, do you um, have that, that door? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> on the door. Um, you can read a riddle that is carved into the surface in 15 small gemstones in a line. This riddle, which I will paste for you all here, so you can read it. Those who would avoid a fiery fate, these principles should contemplate. To free the locks that bar this gate, their values you must calculate. Herste, Pegre, Senedi, Vit, and Handa. We're all gonna die. <laughs> so immediately, Gallimore, you would know, um, since you're from this area, that uh, this is the last words mean courage, valor, valor, glory, honor, truth, wit, intelligence, understanding, justice, and equality. That's a wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> All those things are perfect. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they are. If you can give me an intelligence um, check or wisdom check, I can uh, give you some hints to to help you out I'll here. Do, we'll do a wisdom. Can you, can you, can can you post you say what, what those words are? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can paste it for you. Intelligence 16. And wisdom 17. Oh, I get to roll wisdom too? Yeah, Is either or. Rolling? Oh, I'm confused. Could have asked. I'm sorry. Uh, either of you guys. What What do you guys get? I got 16 on intelligence. And okay. I got a so, and a four wisdom. on 
I got a 17 on wisdom. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this puzzle seems to require a numeric sequence to be entered, entered into the depressing gemstones in a specific order. Not all of the stones show significant wear, but you can tell that some are more worn than others. The first one to do so is the fourth from the left. What? What? So, fourth so, from the left. Yes. Okay. And from your wisdom insight, it seems that as a dwarf, you would also know that dwarves are very literal in their means, and even poems or riddles, um, they seem to they they don't have as much hidden meanings as it is. They're literally telling you what to do um, by certain a a verbs when they say. For example, to um, to read would be to literally read, or to calculate would be literally to calculate. So they're telling you explicitly what they want you to do. These values but, must you must calculate. Be fit. Calculate courage, valor, valor. So maybe we click them in order of what their number of letters in the yeah. word is. Five, six, seven. Do you want to seven. try pushing one of the gems? Let, well, how about we try pushing them in order of whichever of those gods has the least, or let's see. Yeah, whichever of those gods has the least number of letters in their name up to whichever one has the most letters in the name. Okay, so oh. as you try this, you get you first would push vet then. Yeah. Right. Immediately the floor shakes and it spreads out wider. And now you have two feet to stand on each side instead of four. Told you we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> if the fourth one's the most worn, maybe we should start with the one that has four. Is that the or fourth one? That one. I don't... Which one is the fourth one? Well, yeah, what order are these in? So the fourth one in th from the left would be the um, H. For hair stay. Or sorry, the, it'd be the seventh gemstone then in total. So sorry. Fourth from the left, seventh total. Uh, I don't have like a picture in here, so I'm just doing it from words, so it's a little confusing, I know. But the first gemstone that you would want to push would be the, uh, the gemstone the that, yeah, that is the H. The fourth from the left? Yeah. All right, I will push that one. Okay. Um, it, it kind of like stays indented in there. What seems to be the second most indented. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So... Maybe we started with the highest? Yeah. Maybe we go in alphabetical with what they mean. So courage starts with a C. Or, uh, or top down. Most to least. We click. Maybe we just. Well, if they're telling us to go in order, maybe we just literally go in order. 
So it says to calculate Heresy. So we should press the Vigor next. Yeah. Send it vit. Okay. Yeah. So you they push said to the... do it literally, right? Okay. Um, so as you push the uh, the Vigra gemstone, um, it seems to stay indented too. We keep going. Yeah. Sanindi. All right. Um, the floor does shake open still, um, but you are able to push the rest of them down the line, and the door does swing open. Yay. Gonna die. Let's rush inside. All right. So, um, rushing inside here, you find um, you find a basically like a treasure hoard of goods. You see uh, a few remaining items, such as a golden axe, a uh, which looks like a dark cursed axe. Um, and on the eastern wall, you can see a giant horn carved from stone with gold and gemstones. Some of them have fallen off, but they're still intact. Uh, basically, a bunch of random stuff in the uh, throne room, but nothing really um, major there. Um, yeah, just a bunch of goods. Huh. Well, this journey is, is there another doorway or anything in this room? Uh, there is a far doorway, yeah. Yeah. Alright, so as you pass, uh, as you go to open this second door, you um, open it up into what basically looks like a small alcove um, with a basin in it. And the basin is empty, um, but you can tell that things almost looks like a sacrificial plate. A um, uh, basically a a cold wind starts to brew, blue, blue, ah, brew around you, and you finally are confronted by a spirit. Does... I'm not afraid of no ghost. <laughs> Does the spirit see us? Yeah. So immediately it yells out, "I am Gulfell, and I demand my benefaction." I immediately start dancing. Goldfall is extremely confused by this. Although I will also start bit... to dance <laughs> with my increased performance. <laughs> okay, give me a dance. <laughs> the Jarl said the spirit. <laughs> yes! Oh my gosh. <laughs> As you start to dance, Goldfall is extremely confused. And finally, he goes, um, uh, can, can you stop for one second? Can you? I did not imagine it to go this way. I dance harder. <laughs> I go, hey, and also <laughs> dance more. <laughs> Does Bert use, also I, join in dancing? Are you not entertained? <laughs> so, I want to use the mold earth spell to like make my feet do the moonwalk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a goalful immediately the wind like dies down and he like <laughs> almost looks to be like happy for a second. He's like starts laughing out and he goes, ah, normally I have to do that to other people. So it's nice when you <laughs> didn't even have to do it to you guys. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> we heard from the Jarl you like dancing. <laughs> well, I do enjoy dancing, but what I haven't enjoyed is these individuals who don't recognize me as you know uh, i've 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 lived here for centuries 
And does anyone even care about Gulfell? I should take a letter out of Bert's book. <laughs> Remember the name. So, um, Gofal kind of looks confused um, at what you're saying, but eventually he, he says, What can you do for Gofal? Gofal is upset. Gofal wants to be recognized. And Gofal is sick of the Jarl and the dwarves. And he starts to, like, the wind starts to pick up again. And he goes, What they offer is only destruction here. All I wanted was to be recognized and served as I used to be. And what did I do for hundreds of years was sit in silence. Do you like statues? He kind of like perks up a little bit. Um, and he's like, statues? Like, prayers? Yes, yes. Statues in the likeness of your choosing. With your name. And uh, I assume a short little description uh, of whatever you wish. Do you like statues? Interesting. I, uh, I'll I say, suppose. His name is Galfell? Yeah. I'll say, Galfell, <laughs> how do you feel about an annual event held in your honor in which the criminals of the city are forced to dance for your entertainment? His eyes like brighten and he seems to be extremely excited by this prospect and he's like dancing but they hate dancing that's why the criminals will do it we'll make them like it <laughs> he's kind of like claps at this and it's like perhaps they could be arranged but what about my offerings every day I used to get offered here look at this plate and he points over the sacrificial plate that's just completely barren and he says, I used to live here, and I was worshipped. I was given offerings over and over again every day. People would come to me, and they'd say, Gorfell, I would love to give you this. Gorfell, I love you. Gorfell, help, help me with my problems. And now, nothing happens. What can you offer me from the Yarl besides a dancing feast? What use do you have for offerings? I'm a spirit. I love uh, offerings. I mean... Food, clothes, babies. I didn't take the babies, but it was nice. <laughs> Hell, that's about all they have. Ale, drink. I'm a simple... Simple spirit. I suppose we can have an agreement. If you can get this in writing, and you can promise me that the Earl will follow these rules, I will keep peace at my shrine and will no longer haunt these halls. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> immediately, like an owl, slowly turns to look at you. <laughs> okay, That's it. so um, the spirit kind of like disappears-ish, um, nodding his head and like doing a little dance at the very end there. Um, but it seems as though 
you guys have successfully found the spirits, um, traversed the very dangerous and unnecessary traps that uh, these dwarves forgot to forgot to tell you about, apparently. Um, and uh, I guess you go back to um, you go back to the Jarl, I suppose, and tell him if Can you I? I danced I, the whole way. <laughs> I, I'd like to, now. at some point, because I haven't used it, yeah. I want to use my um, side stuff to cast Augury, which essentially tells like the result that's going to happen from a specific action. So I'm, I want to know if like our deal that we're making is going to go well or not. And essentially okay. you pick as the GM if it's a good result, a bad result, or something with both good and bad. <laughs> Okay, let me pick numbers quick, and I'll have you roll a D6 if you can. And on our way out, you said we passed through this nice little treasure room. Yeah. I'm literally just going to open my backpack and shovel as much as fits in there. On our okay. Way. It's mostly ores and gemstones, but um, they do look That's to be fun. like very expensive stuff. That's perfect. Uh, do you take the battle axe too, like both of them, or just one? Both. Okay, so as you pick up the one axe, it immediately becomes your most treasured value, and you will not let anyone touch it, and you will never let it go, basically. You are now um, cursed with a Berserker axe. Yes! I mean, oh no! <laughs> Alright, so what about the second one? <laughs> the second one's gold. <laughs> It's just gold axe gold. built it it's down. A solid gold axe. Built that worthless thing down. <laughs> Small and I got a three for my augury. Okay. Um, so actually, yeah. So um in the future you know that this deal actually will benefit both of them. Uh the funniest part is that the town actually becomes a basically a cultural reawakening for dancing due to this agreement. And um, basically, the Jarl like turns this entire sh- what used to be a mining operation, and now becomes an entertainment center for the hottest plays, musicals, and all bards of um, of what used to be a very heavily, you know, specifically dwarven population becomes more much more diverse, which uh, with a lot of different people coming into it. But it does end up um, very well for both sides as the spirits basically becomes like a a god to these people and um the people i guess are a lot more a lot more a little more happy and um prosperous you ended up with the good outcome for both yay we did it we did it we did it hooray we went to the spirit and we did it (laughs) so not as uh not as scary as the some of the encounters, but there you go. Um, the Jarl does give you the 400 gold pieces, and he prevents you with a, uh, a scene stone. Um, basically, I'll put it in there, but it has three charges. When tapped, it begins to sing a dwarven song. Any creature that hears the song, uh, 60 feet radius of the stone, is granted ability, advantage on ability checks to resist fear effects. When all three charges have been depleted, or within one year of receiving the stone, it loses its magical ability and becomes an ordinary rock. So, that is a wondrous item that you guys would have received here.
face like a turnip, legs like a stump. I slept with your mother right in her rump. (laughs) (laughs) Table Talks theme music, Rhino's theme, is brought to you by Kevin McLeod under the Creative Commons license. Please see the show notes for more details.